what is going to happen now? Uh, how do we move forward? Or do South Africans just have to accept that this will now how be uh, how uh, well, that this is now how Parliament will operate every time President Zuma is in the House? Well, we seem to have reached a sort of mutually hurting stalemate where both sides, it seems to me, uh, threaten to undermine their own reputation and standing. The EFF may well be beginning to stretch their own strategy to breaking point. It may be that people watching their antics and their uh, attempts to disrupt proceedings in the House uh, are losing patience with that. On the other hand, that's their political brand. It's to stand up to Mr. Zuma and to the government and to the ruling party and to be vigorous in doing so. And they've made it absolutely clear, as you say, Sakina, they'll continue to do this on the basis that Mr. Zuma is an illegitimate leader, to, to use their most recent word. And they say that, of course, now on the basis that the Constitutional Court has found that he violated the Constitution in relation to Nkandla. The other difficulty is that there is a crisis of leadership in Parliament as an institution, because Speaker Baleke and Betty has, it seems to me, lost the confidence of the House, certainly on the opposition benches. And uh, that is partly because she's failed to uh, govern the proceedings of the House in a, in a satisfactory and compelling way. And she's lost control on numerous occasions and doesn't seem to be on top of the rules. Um, and secondly, because she is, in any case, conflicted. She has a conflict of interest because she's the national chairperson of the ANC. It seems to me that, therefore, she's not trusted. So there's a crisis of leadership there. And uh, it seems to me that Parliament is in a very difficult spot now. And it's, as I say, a mutually hurting stalemate. So what is the solution? If the Speaker is um, incapable or unable for whatever reason uh, to do her job effectively, how then does she regain control of the House? Well, I think the ANC should, to use the phrase we call her, I think she should resign. I don't think she's fit for that office. And I think that new leadership in the House would, would create a new space, a new opportunity uh, for a new consensus to be built about the way in which the rules are applied. Uh, and that might create uh, the opportunity for a different approach, which the opposition, including the EFF, would buy into. However, we have local government elections on the horizon, and there are two points in relation to that, Sakina. First of all, it seems to me that the EFF, with that election in mind, is going to continue to pursue its current political strategy, which is to uh, create as discomforting time as possible for Mr. Zuma and the ANC. Uh, secondly, my real worry is that those elections could, uh, in a sense, follow the, the bad example that's been set in the House, um, with, turn, uh, with events turning ugly and, and increasingly violent. And that violence could spread into conflict in areas where the EFF and the ANC are, are fighting for seats in various councils around the country. So it's a very delicate matter. We, we should look to the leadership of the country in Parliament to set the right uh, example, it seems to me. What happened yesterday with violence and, and fighting in Parliament, of course, is unacceptable. But the government and Parliament itself must take responsibility for this because clearly it's decided to bring in people who are, are, are trained law enforcement officers who were extremely violent and aggressive in removing the EFF. And that is not a satisfactory solution to this. The EFF has also uh, said that this is a fight for the Constitution, upholding the Constitution and constitutional values. Do you believe that through the behaviour that we are seeing in Parliament, they are doing that? I think the EFF stretch their strategy to breaking point. And I think that they, they use and on occasions abuse the proceedings of the House with repetitive points of order, which are um, often... 
um, beyond the pale and which actually uh, breach the spirit, if not the letter, of the proceedings and laws of the, of the, of the institution. And in that way, they also um, debilitate the institution and diminish its authority, and they need to accept responsibility for that. And it seems as though the levels of violence uh, have certainly escalated uh, yesterday from what we've seen the last time out. Uh, what do you make of that? Because if we look at the violence scenes across the country, especially recently in Vuani, for example, where schools were burned down, um, is it fair to ask the question of what example Parliament is setting to the rest of the country in terms of how to solve problems? Yes, indeed. And, and this country used to have the ability to have political leadership that could navigate its way through treacherous waters, that could uh, organize facilitated processes that would find consensus between conflicting uh, parties. Um, That's a lost art form, it seems to me, and it's a a crisis of political leadership. And if that is not recovered, then we're likely to see as social and economic pressures intensify, uh, particularly in the run-up to the election. There is a danger of increased violence, and I think everybody... That should be concerned about that and watching it carefully. And the Independent Electoral Commission, along with other uh, important bodies in our country, will be paying, I think, close attention uh, to this matter. The stakes are very high, and it's a delicate time and a difficult year. And the concerns about the possible arrest of uh, Minister Praveen Gordon and the, and, and the huge negative effect that that would have on the economy were he to be arrested, which would be a, a seminal moment in the democratic history of this country, a subversion of our democracy, to use the minister's own uh, phrase yesterday, would simply intensify things and make things even worse, I suspect. And, and, and you see, that raises another question of, you know, if someone is um, liable, if they have a question to answer to, shouldn't the law take its cause? Or are we now being held hostage by the markets in this regard? I don't think that's right at all, Sakina, although I understand where your question uh, comes from. And ordinarily, yes, it's right. The prosecuting authority should be given free space to uh, make decisions about prosecutions uh, or not. But that uh, principle, which is very important uh, and is sacrosanct, is based on the assumption that the prosecuting authority is truly independent and is making decisions not on the basis of serving some political agenda, um, but is actually making a reasoned decision based on evidence and uh, on the basis of the law. Now, that's why I think Mrs. Minister Gordon is quite right to have written to the prosecution authority yesterday, saying on what basis um, is this prosecution being considered? And as my colleague at UCT, Professor Peter Foss, has, has written uh, recently, um, as the courts have pointed out, if there is not evidence, if there's not prima facie evidence for uh, prosecuting someone, then there is no lawful constitutional basis for doing so. Now, bearing in mind what happened with Brucey Piccoli, the National Director of Public Prosecution, some 10 years ago in the case of the arrest of the then mm-hmm. Police Commissioner Jackie Zalevic, the Ginwala Commission found that Piccoli shouldn't have been suspended, but on the other hand, he should have taken greater account of the wider uh, social, economic and political considerations, including national security. I think this case is analogous. Um, were Mr. Gordon to be arrested at this time, it would have a huge consequence on the economy. Um, we'd be downgraded without doubt. Complete market uh, confidence would be lost. The ratings agencies would step in. And the effect on the poor, and the effect on, on inflation, the effect on interest rates would be very, very significant. And the poor would suffer most as a direct consequence. So I think the National Director of Public Prosecutions needs to tread extremely carefully and make a very careful, reasoned decision in this matter.